live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Annie in Spokane, Washington starts this hour. Hi, Annie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Yeah, so my husband and I have a slight disagreement, and the question is, should we pay our mortgage off and empty our savings account, um, or keep a loan for about $150,000 and then do a few home improvements, and that would be a new foundation, windows, and HVAC system? Okay, so how much is in savings? Uh, right now, we have 608000 in savings. Okay. And the balance on your mortgage is what? 600000 Okay. You said 608000 Correct. It would leave us about a month and a half to two months worth of emergency fund if we pay off our mortgage. You have an emergency fund in addition to the six hundred and eight. No. Oh, uh-uh. The 8000 no, 8, is a month and a half. I got you. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And your household income is what? At two hundred and three, approximately about two hundred and three thousand, um, and then also we do have we're just signing a ten-year lease for um, some farm ground, and that will bring in um, thirty thousand a year for ten years. Okay, so you have a t- quarter million dollar income, and um, mm-hmm. all right, we do not tell people to pay off debt and leave less than three months of expenses. Okay. So let's fast forward from today a couple of months, and now you've got 630000 okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, that day, I would pay off my mortgage. Okay. And then I'm going to use this fabulous income and the extra $6,000 a month to build up some little uh, buckets of money to do these renovations that we want to do. <laughs> okay. Yep. My husband, uh, he said, that's what you'd say, but <laughs> well, I'm fairly predictable. I've said it over and over and over. I say the <laughs> yeah, same thing all yeah, the time. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you, yeah, you know, yeah. so here's the thing. Uh, the other thing you can do, it'll help you with this, Annie, to process it. It helps me when you actually put numbers to it and then you put, uh, how many months it's going to take me to do this. So I, I'm going to go ahead and get like a bid on the heat and air. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a bid on the foundation. I'm going to get a bid on what was the other thing? Windows. Windows. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, okay, the first one of these we're going to do is I'll make it up windows. Okay. And the bid is $30,000. Okay. Without a house payment and a quarter of a million dollar income, then how quick do I have $30,000 in addition to my emergency fund? Oh, just a couple mm-hmm. months. I mean, Got it. Yeah. And then, and then how quick do I have, you know, the, I'll make it up $20,000 for the heat and air. If that's the second one, I don't care which one's first I'm making this up. Okay. But my point is prioritize and put actual dollars to it and then back into how many months. And what you're going to discover is probably by this time next year, you've got a fully renovated paid for house. Yeah. 
perfect. Yeah. So we're really not discussing, oh, we're never going to get around to this. No, lay it out. Yeah. Game plan it. <laughs> Develop a detailed strategy. And then that, if I'm in your shoes, because you're the one not wanting to pay it off, you're the one wanting to do the renovations first. And that's okay. But if I'm you, then having that game plan going, oh, it's going to be here in a minute anyway. I can deal with that. Yeah. It yeah. helps me to release it. Help, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about a month or two before you guys have, you know, 625 in that account. And now we can clear the mortgage payment, which frees up the mortgage payment on top of still having an emergency fund there. So it's not enough yeah. time to even argue about. Yeah, it's it, you're going to be there. And, 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 you know, I would, you guys make a lot of money and I would do the renovations, assuming you're not overbuilding the neighborhood with all that. But I, I'm guessing that you're probably going to spend well less than $100,000 on those three items. And it sounds like the house is probably north of a million in value. And so it's not a big deal. And you make plenty of money to do all this. So really good job. Very, very good job. These are the good things to argue about. These are good arguments. Okay. It's like, oh, we have $600,000 in savings. Do we pay off the house? What an argument most yeah, people would like to have. Listeners right? are shaking their fists right now going, really? This is this is what we're calling in about. <laughs> Six hundred grand in the bank. <laughs> amazing job <laughs> truly first world problems but yeah yeah i mean it, it but the point is you guys are neither one of you are really wrong it's just a matter of laying out a strategy to do this and george i did this many years ago we were uh just coming out of being broke we we're starting to get a little money finally we weren't nearly to the point that annie is at this at this stage but we had a little bit of money coming in and sharon had this uh we had little kids and we had this god-awful two-tone blue Astro van. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. Nasty-looking little vehicle. And it was nasty inside because it had had three dogs and three kids in it. And Seen some things. You talk about stuff. I mean, nuclear waste was in the floorboard. So, and this thing was bad. And Sharon's like, gets this idea. Now we're starting to get a little margin. She's like, I need a Suburban. I need a new car. And I'm like, yeah, well. I mean, you know, Santa Claus needs reindeer too, but we're, you know, we're not, it's no, not we're happen. not, yeah, I, I'm work doing stuff down at the office. I got, I got an investment I need to make down here to get some more money coming in by doing this thing. And, uh, you know, we got 20,000 bucks and we can either buy her a suburban or we can go use that 20,000 down here at the office and make some more money. And, um, you know, and we went at it as if. If she got the Suburban, I would never do the investment. Or if I did the investment, she would never get the Suburban. And what we learned was what we just taught Annie, which is, oh, shut up. Both are going to happen. Both are going to happen fairly quickly. Just decide which one's first. And Flip a coin. Being the wise husband that I am, she got the Suburban first. And then I did the investment second. But it, it really, I mean, we about we had a big old fight about it. Mm-hmm because we it was all or nothing and it's not all or nothing usually it's just it's not no it's not now no's not really what we're saying we're saying not now we're not really saying no we're not going to do the heat and air and the windows and the foundation it's not now that's the thing and uh it's kind of like how children are when they go well if it's not gonna happen now i'm gonna throw a giant fit because it's never gonna happen yeah and that's not what it's just which one's first do we pay off the house or do we do the renovations? It's not an either or. We're going to do both. Let's just decide the order and which one makes the most sense mathematically and emotionally and relationally and all that, right? So 
There you go. I tried to Google a photo, just this picture Dave and Sharon Ramsey driving no, around. No, that's not it. This two tone. That's, that's not. That's. It's, Are we getting that closer? One's nicer. We're getting closer. That one's nicer. There. No, it is. that's that's the. It's still, you still didn't get it. That's going to be that, a new that's segment. That's a full size van there, but yeah. George, that's going to be your next car. That's closer, but it, it was a lot uglier than that. That one's a pretty good looking van. Hey, drive like no one else. And later, you can drive anything you want. There you go, babe. Wow. There you go. Hmm. This is the Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Guys, if you're coming around Nashville, stop by Ramsey Solutions. We've got a wonderful visitor center um, area you can walk through, bookstore, free cookies. Oh, they're good. And coffee. And you can watch the show. We do the show on the glass every day from 1 to 4 Central Time. And we'd love to have you. We always go out at the, uh, the commercial breaks or some of the commercial breaks and sign books and have pictures with folks. And there's generally 50 to a couple of hundred people, depending on the season, hanging out with us out there. Let's talk to a guy named Jim out there a minute ago. Uh, $2.7 million net worth, all in a yep. paid-for house and in his retirement meeting. Funds. Yep. And as I was getting my coffee, he said, and he's like, tell your dad I'm wearing a pair of 10 year old blue jeans. There you go. <laughs> That's a classic millionaire right there. <laughs> so good. James and Katie are in Ocean City, New Jersey. What's you guys' net worth? Hey, Dave and Rachel. Uh, our net worth is uh, $1,030,000. Awesome. You did it. Cool. We did it. <laughs> Love it. How old are you guys? I'm 46. And I'm 41. Good, you're young millionaires. How much of the one million thirty thousand was inherited? Uh, zero. Zero. Okay. Nice. Cool. And what has your been your range of income since you guys started working, got married? What best year household income, worst year household income? Um. So in two thousand eight, um, we made thirty thousand, and then in twenty twenty one, we made. Five hundred and forty-eight. <laughs> There's that. What do you guys do for a living? Uh, we're in real estate. Okay. As brokers or investors? Uh, brokers. Okay. You have do you have four year degrees? I do. I have a four year degree. In what? I. Uh, in biblical studies. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Which I always sets you up to be a real estate broker, right? Okay. Exactly. Right. Uh huh. And you do not. I don't, okay. What was no, your GPA in uh, in in college, Kate? Katie? It was like three point six. Good. Okay. So break the million down for me. How is that uh, invested? What's it in? So um, between our Roth and SEP is about two hundred k, cash three twenty five, 
our home, 425, and then our vehicles, a little piece of land, and 529. Okay. So it sounds like listening to your what I'm seeing in the numbers of your story that basically you just earned a big pile of money, paid everything off, and piled up a big pile of cash. Yeah, in uh, June of 2022, we uh, did our debt-free screen. Um, so that 2021, 20, 22 in real estate, you know, the, the numbers really jumped up and we um, had a couple really strong years. That's so good. Was the debt-free screen the house and everything? Yes. So what would you say to someone that's like, they're on their journey, maybe they've paid off all their consumer debt, they're working on the house. How, how much... Um, like springboard is it for you guys of not having a house payment and obviously you're making great income, but how much was paying off that house that really opened up some cash flow that you felt? Yeah, for sure. I mean, not having a mortgage changed everything. Um, we listened to your podcast. It's just weird talking to you because we, I, um, have like a side hustle business where I clean. And so um, I was scrubbing toilets, listening to the podcast, keeping my heart and my mind centered on why we were doing this and just working really hard to um, pay off debt and pay off our house. And um, yeah, not having that mortgage is, is huge. Man. It's amazing, you guys. I just, I want to go on a soapbox rant right now. The millionaire toilet scrubber. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have people sitting around in their mother's basement whining and saying that America is broken and they can't do anything while Katie goes and makes some makes, you know, you guys bust your butts and clean, clean up literally and then clean up figuratively. That's just mm-hmm. that's fabulous. I'm so proud of y'all. And now you don't do that anymore, right? You hire other people to do it, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I have a great that's what I do. Crew. Yep. Yeah. yeah. God told me I don't have to cut any grass anymore. <laughs> I cut enough grass in the first 20 years of my life to have got, I got my whole quota in for my whole life. It was great. Yeah. It's the same thing, right? So, oh my gosh, you guys are incredible. I'm so proud of you. Okay. I, I know you guys are extra hustlers and I, and in a good way, hustle, grind, hustle, grind. Uh, but talk to the people out there who think it can't be done anymore. Can it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I did not go to college. I barely made it out of high school. Um, but I did. We took FPU. We led four FPUs. And I'm taking the financial coach master training right now. Um, so there's there's definitely it can be done. I never really planned on it or thought we would hit that mark i just started doing the numbers and said to kate like oh we were there yeah Mm. Yeah. you guys drunk all the kool-aid man i mean thank you (laughs) thank you i like it well and look at what it got you that's what's cool Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. hey very proud of you guys congratulations heroes you did it i love talking to somebody who cleaned enough toilets that they never have to clean another toilet yeah isn't that great? Well, it's just the hard work and, and the, the idea of, hey, I'm going to go do a side hustle while we're doing real estate as well. I mean, all of it together was just phenomenal. So well done, guys. <laughs> Nathan in Northfield, Minnesota. What's your net worth? Hello, Dave. Uh, my net worth is $1.3 Cool. How old are you? 44, and my wife is 43. Very good. Another young millionaire. How much of this did you inherit? Um, I inherited $1,000 last year when my grandmother died. <laughs> 
Well, that made a big difference. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Let me write down $1,000. All right. So That's right. Uh, what has been your household income best year and worst year since you all began working and began life? Uh, worst year was about 30000 Best year was 240000 Excellent. Excellent. Now, give me a little breakdown on the 1.3. How's it broken up? All right. On the 1.3, our house is about five hundred. Uh, we own a commercial lot that we have not put a building on yet at about a hundred thousand. Uh, retirement accounts we have about three hundred thirty thousand. Um, in business we're in construction and landscaping, so we have quite a bit of um, trucks and equipment. So we got about two hundred fifty thousand of paid for equipment, and then we have a hundred and twenty thousand of cash, five twenty nine emergency fund, personal vehicles, that type of stuff. Way to go! Excellent, excellent. So you own a construction and landscape business. Yep. Yep. I run the construction side and my wife runs the landscape side. Yep. Got it. Awesome. You got four-year degrees? We do not. Uh, we both went to the local technical school. I went for a one-year program in meat cutting and my wife went to the landscape program they had. And that was a two-year program at that time. In meat cutting? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it took a to year? A, were you going to do? A, <laughs> were you going to be a butcher? What was the thing? Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought about doing that. I worked yeah. that industry for about a year and then yeah. I decided I wanted to stick with construction. Yep. I bet you can field dress a deer. Oh, absolutely. Yep, I actually <laughs> slaughtered my own beef about two weeks ago at my own property here. So, yep. I love it. What was your GPA or her GPA? Uh, uh, mine was 3.97. But, again, it's meat cutting. Meat let's, cutting, uh, almost a 4.0. <laughs> and then my wife, I think, like a 3.7, she said. All right, very so good. good. Okay, cool. Oh, cool. So Congratulations, great. man. When well, did you, you look up and realize, gosh, we're millionaires? Um, so we did our, we came to our debt free screen when you were at the old building. That was in 2018. Um, so, so this was two years ago, like 2020, we became millionaires. We were 42 and 41 and it was just kind of a progression after paying, let's be honest, after you pay your house off, it happens fast after that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got cash flow. Yep, exactly. You know, we always say that your most powerful wealth building tool is your income. Well, when you pay your freaking house off, you see that exactly yeah it's really re legitimate so you guys are kind of baby steps millionaires in a sense you followed this stuff yes very much so yeah we took fpu originally and i believe it was 2003 and then we taught fpu at our church from 2005 up to about 2020 just a couple of years ago and we kind of we ran we ran out of students shall we say at our church and we decided that was enough for a little while at least let it recoup for a few years and see if we pick it up again thank awesome. you thanks for leading the class and hey man you're a hero congratulations you it, man. nathan way to go dad gum 44 year old millionaires i love this so good it's a baby steps millionaires theme hour we're talking to real millionaires mike rowe will love the meat cutter millionaire story <laughs> he will love it when i tell him that this is the ramsey show If you've got debt and now you got inflation stealing more and more of your paycheck, I know a lot of folks out there feel like you're drowning. You're scared. Understand I've been there. It's no fun. And you shouldn't have to live with that kind of stress. If you want things to change, though, let me tell you who's going to change them. You. You've got to finally back up and say, that's it. I've had it. When you've had your I've had it moment, the next thing you need to know is how do I fix this dadgum mess I made? Let me tell you what. I've got the solution. For 30 years, we've had 10 
million people now go through Financial Peace University, our nine-lesson course that'll teach you how to get out of debt, become wealthy, and outrageously generous. And it really does work. It is the largest course on how to handle money in America today. By far, nobody's even close. Check it out. If you want to know more about it, just go to RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. And we can show you how to walk away from the fear. Is it going to be easy? Well, crap, no, it's not going to be easy. Making the mess was easy. Getting out of it isn't going to be easy. And it's going to take you about half as long to get out as it took you to get in. So if you've made a mess for four years, count on about two years to get your butt out, not two minutes. We don't sell microwaves around here. Food isn't worth eating. We sell crock pots. No such thing. Ken, I've been all over America. I have never seen anybody put the phrase good microwave barbecue <laughs> in one sentence. That's exactly right. There's no such thing. Nope. No such thing. You got to cook it until the dog next door is howling. Low and slow. That's it, man. You just you got the animals. Animals have to be stirred up from the smoke. <laughs> That's how it works, man. Yeah. And, and life is that way. The good stuff. Yeah, it's true. It, you, you know, it requires putting some calluses on your brain and on your hands. It requires doing some things you've never done and being uncomfortable, because yeah. comfortable is what got you into the dadgum mess. That's the deal. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Alec is in Atlanta. Hi, Alec. How are you? Hey, guys. So much for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I recently completed Baby Step 3, and within the next two to three years, I'm going to have to get a newer car. Good. And when the time comes, I just want to know, should I use my emergency fund to pay for this newer car or should I, you know, start saving up money in a completely different savings account? We call it an emergency fund because you use it for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Buying a car that you plan to buy a year and a half from now is not an emergency. Yeah. So you save up and pay for it. Aside from your emergency fund. Don't touch your emergency fund for something that's not an emergency. Mm. That makes sense. Clear as mud. <laughs> okay. Well, don't use your emergency. Buying a car is not an emergency unless your car just disappeared last night and you had no insurance. Sure. Now, that's an emergency. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or the car gets totaled and you had no insurance, right? That mm-hmm. would be an emergency. But right mm-hmm. now, you're telling me I got 18 months to save up for a car. That's not an emergency. Buying yeah. tires, going on vacation, Christmas is not an emergency. It's always in December. They don't move it. Follow the difference? An emergency yeah, is known sense. as an unexpected event. You've clearly made this an expected event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That that Hopefully that clears the mud up. But, yeah, that, that's what we're going to do there. You know, save up and pay cash for it. And, by the way, anything else you buy for the rest of your life, you're going to save up and pay cash so you don't fall back into debt. Fall back. Most people don't fall into that. They strut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes okay. they jump into it. These jump days. into it like yeah. a jumping into the <laughs> death. Okay. You know, there's a hold on. Before you go there, Dave, because this is interesting. I'm just listening to that and the, and hit the psychology going on, and he's wrestling with that. 
And I think there's some other people maybe new to the show that are kind of wrestling with that too. Well, Dave, the car is just not going to last much more than 18 months. Why can't I use the emergency fund? And I think it's the difference between the expected and the unexpected. And there, it gets back to this financial peace phrase we use all the time on the show. Why are we so clear on that to say, hey, you know you need a car. Why is it a better financial decision to save up for that than it is to just go ahead and use that money that's already saved? No, the same because here's let, let's just be real clear if you use your emergency fund you have to stop everything you're doing and replenish it That's because correct. you're gonna otherwise you're going to attract an emergency right so um yeah it's not i, I used to work with a guy a thousand years ago he said people use their savings account as a put and take account put in take it out put in take it out put in take it out and and they never have any savings as a result it's just a it's a glorified checking account mm-hmm. that lasts a little bit longer than two weeks, you know. That's good. So it's a put-and-take account. And if you if you use your savings that way, instead of using a named account, okay, this, na- this account has a name, emergency fund. We don't touch it except for emergencies. This account is the car account. And if I use that money to buy a couch, no car, right? If it's the couch account and I use it to buy a car, no couch. So you're, by naming it, you realize you're violating your former intention because you're being an impulsive little child. Mm-hmm. That's typically what happens with me anyway. Yeah, you know, that's right. It's not a bass boat account. I mean, really, seriously, those fish are not going to outrun you. It's okay. And so you can get a, you can go with the old slow motor. It'll work. It gets you there. It's, it, they're still going to be in the lake. And uh, But, you know, we have to go 126 miles an hour apparently to catch a bass because they're really fast. <laughs> So, um, so it creates a boundary, a real mental boundary developed over time of discipline to say, we're not touching this. And then well, we begin it, to adjust to that. It is a boundary, and and, it, and it's a muscle in the same sense. It, you know, like one of the things I did for years and years and years, I don't do it formally this way anymore. I've got a different process now that we have the Family Foundation, but I did giving that way. Yep. And it was an interesting thing. Once I moved money out of my checking account into the generosity account, I didn't feel like I owned it anymore right it was gone i just hadn't placed it yet that's good you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that wasn't sure but that, that was just a psychological thing that by renaming it i had released the ownership of it already to generosity and so it wasn't hard for me to give then when a need came up in front of us mm. it was just because it was already in a sense given and now when we move it into the ramsey family foundation it's the same thing it's just a little bit more formal a little bit more sophisticated with denise running all of our giving and all that but the uh uh but but still i still think i mean if you just earmark it for something then you feel like you're violating something if you don't use it for that yeah I, I feel the same thing happened to Stacy and I when we first started the envelope system because then it was like I would second guess. That's what you're if, supposed to do. If I know, but it's yeah. like you don't use your food mo- food mo- yes. money out of your food envelope. Yeah. Put gas in the car, right? Because you can't eat gas, That's so right. it's not food. <laughs> so it's not an emergency. You don't use the emergency fund. It's not a, yeah. and we don't use your car fund for an emergency unless it's a huge emergency and you had to liquidate everything else. But by then, you, what you're doing is you're realizing. You're, you're setting up boundaries, like you said, put in place to make yourself realizing you are changing plans. Yes. And you have to say, I am changing plans. And really, and if you're married, you're talking to your spouse about that, and you're going, we are getting ready to use the car money to go to Europe. Are you getting that? Okay. Or we're going to uh, use the Europe money to get a car, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. we're, we're changing the plan. And uh, instead of like, 
instead of just living with this uh, waves of, of impulse yes. coming over us. And, and you, you own it, so you can change it. I could take money back out of that generosity account and buy a car with it. I can do that. But it's a change of plan, and, and it would feel weird. It's kind of like here's another one that, where that comes up. If you ever move money, uh, if you ever put some money, even if it's birthday money or something, in a kid's savings account. Well, the kid doesn't own any money in America until they're 18. You can't do contract law. So that account is not in the kid's name. It's in the parent's name as a, with the, the kid's name and the parents as a custodian. You cannot, you cannot right. do business until you're 18. And so technically, kids don't own money. Shocking, I know. But technically, they don't. And so I could take that kid's money and buy a car with it. Because it's not really their money. But wouldn't that feel gross? Yes, absolutely. That would feel gross. That would feel like I had done something like a bad parent or something. Yeah. Because you would be. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Brandon's in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, Brandon, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call today. Sure. How can we help? So I have a question about what I sh- where I should be focusing my money. So I went through majority of your steps. I'm debt-free um, with everything besides my house. Um, I do the 15% into my retirement to my 401k. Um, I have a, new, a relatively new son is six months old, so I started the 529 and started investing in that. Very Way good. to go. Um, but thank you. But my question is, so I I bought a house um, a couple years ago, two, three years ago, bought it at a pretty good time. Um, my mortgage that I have left on it is about 250000 Um It's worth around three hundred to 315000 Um But I've put about $50,000 in individual stocks. And then I have an additional 103000 roughly, in just savings on the side. And my question is, should I be taking that money out of the individual stocks and trying to beat that mortgage down as much as possible? Or sh- how should I be investing this money? What should I be focusing on a direction with this money? You seem, well, you seem like you're awfully familiar with what we do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Until that last um, part. <laughs> relative, relatively new to listening to you guys. It's probably been a few months uh, that I've been listening to you guys. But but you know the baby steps. Money. But yeah, like I said, I love, the, I love the method you guys. You try to make it as simple as possible. But so, I feel like I'm at the point where like, I'm still relatively young, but I'm, I'm like, I want to get ahead as fast as possible. You do. To, Look, I'm not going to stay in this home forever, but I'm probably going to move out of it in a couple of years. So I'm like, does it make sense no. to beat down my mortgage? Here, or, let me help you. Let me help you. What, you're, what you've been doing, which is the baby steps, has been working for you. So let's keep on doing that. So the way we would teach it is you're already investing in the 529. That's great. You've got all this extra money. The 50K in single stocks, 103K. Is that above and beyond your three to six months, I'm assuming? Yeah, that is everything uh, on the savings portion. So what we would do next is put, you know, we're paying off the mortgage. So you've got this extra money. If if it were me, I would would cash out the 50K in single stocks. There's going to be some tap tax implication there so you've got to be prepared for that but i would do that because you've got 250 left on this mortgage you could pay off 150 by the end of the month what's your household income um so i make around 250,000. Oh, and you're man. how old uh 26 okay way to go you're, you're doing, killing you're doing it. really good brandon so so good here's Thank the thing what we have discovered in studying millionaires not 
not someone's theory on Tic Tac, but real millionaires, <laughs> okay? What we've discovered in studying 10,000 of them is the shortest distance between where you are and the first one to five million dollars is two things loading your 401ks at 15 percent of your income going in like you're doing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. becoming 100 percent debt free using what used to be payments then to build wealth with by steadily investing okay the number of millionaires that we interviewed and we interviewed 10,000 of them that said I ran up a bunch of profit in single stocks and, and used that to pay off my house, and that caused me to be rich, was almost nothing, Mm-mm. almost none of them. Yeah. There, there was a few, but there's percentage-wise, it would have been well less than 5% of them. 95% of them followed the plan of not just our plan, but just the idea, the common sense idea of mm-hmm. my most powerful wealth-building tool is this wonderful income you have because you're obviously bright. You're 26 years old. You make $250,000. Dumb people don't do that. So we know you're bright, mm-hmm. okay? And so uh, that, that, you know, that, that is your secret sauce, not the stocks, <laughs> not leveraging yeah. your house. Right. You are the secret sauce in the equation. So if I'm you, uh, I put 150000 minus an emergency fund. If you set aside twenty for your emergency fund, so 130000 on your $250,000 loan, mm-hmm. and you have a $250,000 income with no other payments. So I think I understood Ooh, that. That's right. And, and that means I'm going to knock yeah. off. You're going to be debt-free when you're 28, yes. house and everything. And then you've got 250000 freaking dollars to invest steadily. You're going to be, be a millionaire when you're 35 if you do what we tell you to do. Okay. What's this house and, and worth? I guess, uh, side note, which is going to make you probably a little, a little mad at me, is I am paying uh, PMI on my mom. I'm not mad at uh, you. You're brilliant. You've done a right. great job. <laughs> all we're, doing, all we're doing is fine-tuning your excellent mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. You pulled up here okay. in an Indy car. All we're doing is tuning it up. Okay. Well, I just you know how it is. You like to look at the bank. You like to see the the savings. And I'm really good about stockpiling money. Let me tell you sure, what. Let me tell you. you know, I, I don't know how it is. What I know how it is is when you pay off your house and you walk through the backyard without any shoes on, the grass feels different. <laughs> mm-hmm. It probably does. It does. I promise you. So, <laughs> hey, here's the thing. If I'm wrong, and to in a year and a half from now you're 100 percent debt free and you hate it, you can go get you a mortgage. that's a great way to look at it all right hey man pay off your house as fast as you possibly can that's your next step and 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 don't get too caught up in the stocks i'll say that too yeah single stocks are pretty much a gamble pretty much a gamble i don't buy single stocks we recommend if you're going to do single stocks just because you can't stand it for whatever reason (laughs) not to have more than 10 percent of your net worth in single stocks i buy mutual funds that's all i do and and real estate that i pay cash yeah. for that's all i do i built 100 percent of my wealth doing that that's all i've done it's very simple and it's you know exciting. he made a good point the thing you have to watch against and brandon he didn't get there but he walked up on the edge of it i heard him he's not really there because he's very smart yeah he he's is obviously he a is. smart young man okay when i was his age i would have been more than smart i would have been arrogant okay yes. that would have been the category i would have been in So here's what I find. He said, you guys, what you teach is so simple. And there was a lot of compliment in that, but there was Mm -hmm. also a, but I know better because I'm smarter than simple. Yeah. He Uh, wanted there to be more to it. Don't be smarter than simple. If you get smarter than simple, that's when you get your toe cut off in the lawnmower. (laughs) 
<laughs> just don't get don't get smarter than simple. It's a bad idea because let me just tell you the, some of the most profound life changing things you will learn in this life. Yeah, are very easy to understand and very hard to do. Let me give you one. Yes, love your neighbor. Oh, but he's a jerk. Yeah, I know what to do, <laughs> but doing it. Oh my gosh! Simple does not. I mean, mean I gotta easy. love the guys on TikTok and Twitter. Oh man! <laughs> oh, I know what to do. I just can't do it. It's yeah. simple. It is it's simple, very simple, but not easy. Very simple. Some of the things, most profound things, are simple but not easy. Brittany's with us. Brittany's in Oklahoma City. Brittany, we're short on time. Go fast. Okay, um, I am currently doing the baby steps. I started on baby step one. I saved a thousand dollars, and then Yay! I um, end up using it. What? Um, because on what? Time on moving out of my apartment to Why? another apartment. Why? Um, my lease was up on my apartment. Did and you go down before. in rent? I did not. I oh, went up it. in rent. I uh, say I can't help you if you keep doing this stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the part, the place that I was living, I could not. It was like infested. Okay, Brittany. Okay, you got to quit moving the wrong direction, kid. Yeah, we got to lower. <laughs> we're trying to lower the expenses, raise the income. You got to get on those baby steps. Hurry up and get that thousand dollars resaved, and then you're going to start through going yeah. through your debt snowball. Yeah. And watch these moves. Don't be. Yeah, yeah, that was impulsive as crap, and you know it. That's yeah. why I'm picking at you, because we love you and we don't want you to do that anymore. That's don't right. be so dadgum impulsive. Now, if you got a nasty butt thing and there's roaches running around, you got to make a move. That's one thing. Okay, I get that. But on the you know, but you really need to just stop and slow down. He who is impulsive exalts folly. Do not be impulsive. I've been impulsive most of my life, and every time I'm impulsive, right after that, I get broke. <laughs> That's true. Slow down. Slow That's down. True. Make slow, calm wise mm -hmm. decisions be the tortoise not the hare now work your baby steps again and start fresh but if you undo them every time you get started i can't help you it's not going to help you we don't have a baby step for those that start over all the time no it doesn't work that way <laughs> this is the ramsey show up guys it's jade if you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the ramsey way just go to ramseysolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter again that's ramseysolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter hey it's james producer of the ramsey show this episode is over but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode thanks for listening